Episode 128 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. In the middle of the Giro, actually no, not in the middle of the Giro, in the first third of the Giro d'Italia. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about that. But uh, oh, let me first introduce myself. I am your host, the almighty Skull Crusher. And with me today, full house, thankfully, ladies first, Natalia, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me again. And Mike, how are you doing, sir? Great, thank you. How are you? I'm not too shabby. And then finally, my brother Klaus. Klaus, how are you doing? If it's full house, can I be Uncle Jesse? You be <laughs> Uncle Jesse, yes, absolutely. Actually, you, you called Uncle Jesse, which leaves me. Okay, we'll go through, but I'm going to go with... I want to go with... Oh, can we get here, but I'm probably... I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with DJ just because she seems normal. Like she was just some stupid teenager, but she wasn't super annoying. So I'm going with DJ. And Mike, who are you going with? A Roscoe P. Coltrane. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to be different, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> Mike. Mike had already graduated college by the time Full House was out. <laughs> that's that's actually that's actually not that. <laughs> and Natalia, who are you going with? I don't remember the name of the characters. If there was a dog, I'm the dog. Yeah, Comet, of course. There you go. I'm Comet. Comet, yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> um, I wonder how many Comets there actually was in the recording of this. I mean, they had two babies. Oh, we all know that. Anyway, whatever. Um, like I said, we have two Klauses. We do. We have a couple of Klauses, actually. I have a couple of them in the closet. Yeah, just like Gallagher 1 and Gallagher 2. Yeah. Hey, have you, any of you guys heard about that show, um, Orphan Black? Heard about it. It's supposed to be good. Ah, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I can, I can give you, I can give you that much. I can give you this much information. There's a little bit of a spoiler, but I mean, you're going to find this out in the first five minutes. Clones. But it's Wait, one it's actress the, playing a thousand characters. And right? she is unbelievably good. Just the, every single character is completely different. The way she talks, the way she, her mannerisms, the way she walks, just unbelievable. That girl needs to win, I don't know, whatever awards they give in Canada for television shows. But uh, the, Kennedy. It's not better than the, uh, than the Full House reboot in Netflix. Uh, have you seen that? Is it any good? Of course. I don't is have it good. Is <laughs> Godfather too good if the first one was good? Of course. <laughs> it's only the third one that what went about, off the rails. If they re-reboot, then it's bad. What about, what about, what about Deuce Bigelow Part 2? Is it, was oh it my as God, good the as, European one? It's amazing. Deuce Bigelow, uh, male gigolo, and then the second one was, oh, European yeah, 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 gigolo, when he goes to Europe. European gigolo. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Um... After we finish, actually not after we finish, but after you, the listener, is done talking to us. After this episode is over, Jesus Christ, we have a little surprise for you. Mike and our good friend Michael sat down and had a little chit-chat, and Mike secretly recorded it. And uh, you can listen. So definitely stay tuned after our episode is over. And... uh, 
I mean, obviously, when you're when you're playing a podcast in your on your phone or your computer or anything, if it says there's 17 minutes to go, you're not gonna be like, oh, this is the end. It's just like a like the 90 minute episode, the 90 minute movies or whatever. You know how long, whatever. You know what I'm talking about, right? Put it anyway. like this: it's like a Jackie Chan movie. You know you were gonna stay for the credits because that's where all the bloopers are. That is an excellent, excellent, awesome. Mike is the provider of bloopers. It's yeah, better this is than a, the it's a blooper. It's a bloopery interview. It's <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Amazing, amazing. All right. So I want to hear what you guys have to talk about, and then we can decide kind of uh, who goes first and who goes second and whatever we have that I know of. I wanted to talk about the Hinkapi thing that came out. I wanted to talk about, obviously, the Jiro and how it's going so far. Disc brakes and, and the Red Hook crit. No, we're not talking about disc brakes <laughs> or the Red Hook crit. I, I can't tell you that last episode we recorded for so long, we went on for so long that I had to edit a lot of stuff out, including my rant against the Cinco de Mayo. And what else did I have to cut out completely? It was like a couple of really good things that I really wanted people to know how much I hate the Cinco de Mayo and how racist it is. I had to cut it out, but anyway. Uh, okay, so that's what I want to talk about. What about you, Klaus? Do you have anything else in the... In El Tintero? Uh, you mean Giro aside? Uh, yeah, Giro aside. We'll definitely talk about the Giro, of course. Uh, no, I mean, aside from the Giro, just the Hincapi Peredo thing. Yeah. Uh, Mike? Sorry, I was on mute. Um, <laughs> no, I, the, the only thing that's happening is Giro for me. What, uh, what are my options? I don't know. I mean, I just thought maybe you wanted to talk about the new Rafa glasses or something. I don't know. Uh, I tried them on. And they're nice. I mean, they're too nice. Oh, really? Are they worth the price? You think? Well, they're not that. Well, uh, you know, this is me saying they're not that expensive. They're 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 two hundred and forty bucks. I thought they'd be like four hundred dollars. Ah, you're actually absolutely right. I thought that's what I, how much I thought it would be. Have you seen the documentary? Uh, I think the BBC made one, and MSNBC or someone made one. It's called "The Secrets of Luxottica." About the fact that like 98% of sunglasses, aside from the ones you can get at the gas station or whatever, are all made by Luxottica. Yeah. And they also own Sunglass Hut and they also own Oakley and they also own the largest insurer and they own like uh, iWorld. (laughs) So So they're probably made by Luxottica is what I'm saying. So wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that an evil corporation makes sunglasses and is trying to take over the world? I think Dr. Evil owns it. No, it's funny because if you told me that what you just said, but replace sunglasses and this sunglass hut or whatever with pretty much anything else like milk or, or any kind of produce or oil or computers, I'll be like, holy evil corporation. And like sunglasses. Yeah, let them do whatever they want. No, I mean, let I think have- it's expected. What 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 is kind of interesting is that, for example, um, they got into a dispute with Oakley about pricing at their stores, and Oakley didn't want to play ball, so they just bought Oakley. And then, for example, mm-hmm. like you're like, well, they're all making them, so what? It's one factory. Like, I've heard before that there's only like two factories that make guitar strings in the world, but you know, there's different specs, much in the same way that you can find pictures online of specialized frames and Colnago sitting next to each other at the same factory or whatever, which is probably owned by giants or whatever. But 
What's interesting is that then you go to the mall to get sunglasses or prescription glasses and you're buying them from them. And more than likely, your prescription uh, thing through your employer, your insurance, is also from the same company, Luxottica. So whatever. Mm. Sorry. This is like getting cut out because it's useless. But No, no. I like it. I like it. I think people should be informed. Yeah. Um, why isn't this working? Okay. Uh, now we were actually going around the table, the proverbial table and see if anybody else had anything else to talk about. And I know that Natalia has other stuff to talk about. I have my teleprompter ready. You have your teleprompter ready? Yeah, I have teleprompter ready. Okay. So what does it say on it? What is it? What? What does it It, say on it? Do you want me to read it now? No. My fellow Americans. It says all all capital letters. It says talk. Okay. (laughs) I think that... So there's this... I'm Ron Burgundy? (laughs) Ron. So I'll bet you, I'll bet you that what, what Natalia wants to talk about is the Tour of the Gila. The Gila. Gila, Gila. Ah, Gila. <laughs> the four days of Dunkirk, right? So far, so, right? Is that what? Uh, the, the four days of Dunkirk is not in my teleprompter. Okay, I, oh boy. I cut it out because okay. that race cheated me with the title. Did you? The what? name of the race. <laughs> <laughs> then there is the um, Vuelta Ciclista La Comunidad de Madrid. You want to talk about that? No. See, I thought you were going like, to grab all the super obscure races. And... No, 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 no. Okay, so you need to understand how this works. Okay. I have a subscription to, to something that shows races legally. And cycling I, TV. I, wait, 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 wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. You okay. watch cycling legally? Yeah, I do. You are such a poser. I know. Real dude. Know. You're the only know, person I've ever heard of um, that actually uses that thing. Okay, so whatever I but use. Good it. for you. And the thing has the notifications on. And, you know, like in the afternoons, I just look at the iPad and this thing says, a stage, something of this random race is available for watching. So I just go in and watch the, the highlights. So that's how I got into the tour of Turkey and all of these things. But if setup doesn't have the race, then I don't know what happens. Like that's. That's how things uh, get in my radar. So that you're a definite poser because you go yeah. based on what, yeah. yeah so you you, you hey. basically pay somebody to to monitor things for you and spoon feed you all the cycling you need. Exactly, and I never said that I was legit. So, and you're right, which <laughs> actually makes you fit right then. So, <laughs> um, so I don't know. So then I'll leave it up to actually. Why don't we get started with whatever you want to talk about, Natalia? Okay, good. Yeah, this is just uh, a little. I have, let me see, yeah, three races that I want to mention. Okay, which ones are they? So I'm going to start with the Tour of Chongmin in China. And oh. this one was won by Chloe Hosking from Wiggle High Five. Yeah. And Chloe is a fun one to watch. She has a great personality and also has very particular pre race rituals. Did so you she say, knows, wait, wait, wait. Did you, say, did you say she has a gay personality? No, a fun and is. Oh, I thought you said great, gay. Great, oh. great, oh, great, personality. What are great personality. So it's a mix between planking and piano like finger movement. Let me see. I have. It's funny. It's funny. I I was trying to get the video because I saw somebody like recorded her doing that, but I 
only got to a picture. Is she being funny so, or does she have OCD? I don't know. I don't know, but she's funny because she writes for cycling tips. And yeah, she has definitely a sense of humor. She's very entertaining. But, but did you yeah, see planking? Pretty, like she gets down on the floor and does planks? I don't know. I just sent you a picture. It looks like a plank. And then, no, but that's what I'm saying. It's a mix between planking and like finger movement in the pavement is interesting. Oh my God. So she's having I a stroke know. and no one, everyone just thinks it's funny. <laughs> oh, she's no. not having a stroke. It's a pre-race warm-up ritual. Damn it. Yeah. It's like, a, she's doing like, um, they're like push-ups with basically with only one hand and the, and the other hand that is not, she's not using to support herself. She's actually extending. I like how you say push-ups then, with one yeah, hand. Yeah. How, who, who does push-ups with two? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you don't, do you? You're a man. No, I do a push up with one hand and I drink raw eggs with the other hand. Yeah. Oh, that's how it goes, of course. Uh, is okay. anybody going to bring up Tenacious D? No. Cock push ups where you lay down and then you let your boner lift you off the ground. Oh my gosh, of course. You have Mark, to like, have a song. Into back, the bushes back. like Homer Simpson again. We're talking. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, okay. Back to Chongmin in China. Okay, so okay. she won the race. It was a stage race. This was one of the women's world tour race, the first stage race actually in that uh, calendar. And uh, like the men's, it gives points to this world tour competition that apparently people don't give a frack about. So, But just in case... Still, the leader in the women's world tour is Lizzie Armistead. Don't ask me who is leading in the men's because I don't know who that is. I don't Even think anybody guy doesn't know yeah. whoever is leading. I think, yeah. Okay. Is. I, <laughs> okay, think so that... I think it may be Peter Sagan, actually. <laughs> I, I really, I, I, I truly think so, but I'm not. Oh, okay. Yeah, no idea. Okay, so the next one was the Tour of the Gila, which ah. I finally figured out how to pronounce. So I'm very proud of that. And I'm going to correct everybody that doesn't from pronounce now on. like oh, that look from now on. Yeah. Just yeah, you know, <laughs> because I get to show up. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. I have a question for you. So the Chinese race we were just talking about, mm-hmm. it's a world tour race, right? Yes. Was, were all the teams in the world tour invited to this? Because I'm looking through, there's a lot of teams, but there's a lot of random teams that I'm sure are not part of the world tour, like Hong Kong and... Well, again, just remember that world tour now is only for the races, not... Not the team. or not the, teams. not the teams. So the only way, I mean, the the teams that get the invitation to the World Tour races mm-hmm. uh, are the twenty in the top if it's a stage race, and I think the ten or fifteen in the top is if it's a one day race. Oh, okay. So they get invitations, and if they can't make it, then of course the organizer fills it up with uh, other teams. So. Okay. And the other thing I wanted to say is that I don't know if Mike and Klaus are aware of this. There is a women's team called Serveto Futon. Yep. Really? Instead of Futon Serveto. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> Everything you know, in women's cycling is upside down, man. The races in China are crazy because you know there's those cyclocross races where you get paid to go all the way over there? Really? Yeah, for men's cyclocross. Like, you and I like, both okay. know someone that has been on that trip. You get paid to go. Really? Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Meanwhile, these women's teams probably have to have a bake sale. Yeah. I don't know how it works in, in with this particular race because it is funny with this one since they have so many restrictions on the internet in China. So following is a real 
pain. But this time they had TV, but they had TV with Chinese commentary. So <laughs> I was wow. like looking at it and was like, and the, feed and the link and the link that was provided, if you wanted to open, immediately you get all this malware warning, you know, like don't open this thing in your computer, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So it was like, okay, I'm not even trying. I'm just going to wait until they put the highlights from the UCI and I don't get these, you know, like warnings and stuff. And the NSA comes to your house. Uh, You know what's interesting, too, though? Uh, All three stages of the race were all in the same tiny little island. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly where in China it is. But they all end in the exact same spot, in Chongming Avenue. And it's called the Tour of Chongming. So what if they called it, like, the Tour of Madison Avenue, and then it was just (laughs) up and down Madison Avenue, three stages. I'm really glad that they have a a race and the, the, the ladies get to race over there and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, it is good. This one is controversial, though, because people sometimes, you know, like, yeah, it is good that they are racing all over the world, but the the traveling there is hard. And sometimes, you know, like, oh, please, you can have it's not blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. I'm not getting that they race. Sprinters had their fun. Good. Yeah. And yeah. Then they I want to race. I want to race, but I want it to be close to my house. You know, I want to have good parking spot. <laughs> When I was in mainland China, I woke up in Beijing, and this is how stupid I was because we got there late at night, and I woke up, and I was like, oh, it looks like it's going to be a sunny day. I just have to wait for the fog to lift, and then I Ah. remember that it wasn't fog. Yeah, exactly. So that doesn't make brown fog. When you're in China, are you upside down? Yeah, the toilet. (laughs) The water actually splashes out of the toilet and onto your out face. of the toilet, right, Mike? You were there, you know. You got the toilet splash because you're upside down. The water I, comes out. I got the fog, though. I got the bronchitis. <laughs> yeah, right. I just felt so stupid, really, really thinking like, well, I'm waking up really, really early because my time is all off. So once the fog lifts, it's going to be great. And I realized, oh, no, I just I can't see across the street. It's like the foggiest fog I've ever seen, but two clicks it's more. It's sort of, sort of like tinged. Yeah, brown. Tinged. Yeah, like like yellowish brown. Yeah, I know. I'll, I, yeah, I don't like mainland China. I'll take Hong Kong any day over mainland. And, and Hong Kong is pretty polluted, too, but nothing, nothing like mainland. Obviously, Beijing and Shanghai. But anyway, okay. Okay, so back to America, to the Tour of the Gila. Uh-huh. And this one, Lin Min Machin Maraut. Eh, <laughs> I thought it. you were speaking I in don't. Chinese. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like my Chinese? I wish, I wish. <laughs> Understood something like, yeah, no, this is getting better. Uh, okay, so she's so chavaras. I mean, in the Redlands Classic, which I'm pretty sure is one of your favorite races, she was racing with a broken collarbone. It was a simple fracture, yes, but it was painful nonetheless. And she managed to actually finish second in that GC. She lost to Kirsten, Kirsten Armstrong, which, by the way, has nothing to do with, with Lance. dance. With Kirsten okay. Dunst. Oh, and, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the this is the second uh, the second year in a row that Mara Abbott wins it. She was sec- uh, the the Hila, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. So yeah, no, she's just I mean she's the best climber out there, I guess, for me. So this personal preference. Don't get angry with me if you have another you favorite give, climber. Uh, do you mine. give a jersey like there's your own ranking? The Natalia climbing ranking. The Natalia climbing ranking. Oh man, I wish if I ever win the lotto, yeah, I'm sponsoring. Sponsor. That. Yeah, 
like world tour climber. How about that? I'm going to have my own ranking, and yeah. yeah. Uh, I, th- I, I, I take offense to the fact that you didn't mention the most important part of the tour of the Gila. Okay. <laughs> Gila. Uh-huh. Gila. Uh, Lachlan Morton? No. Who, who finished 31st? 21 minutes and 45 seconds. No, 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 no. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting to another highlight. So you can uh, grill me, you can grill me after that. I'm okay. not done with Gila. So okay. okay. Another highlight of Gila was that, was Diana Peñuela. Because yes. that's, that's favorite female cyclist. Yeah. Almost got into the podium in a sprint finish in stage four. Get out. Uh-huh. Yep. And almost. I have the picture that somebody took. Almost. She was, she was fourth. But it was so close, so close. She lost it to a typical lady. I forgot the name now. That's a weird But, yeah. Typical lady. Yeah. Man. So, oh, my God. I'm looking at the general classification uh, and United Healthcare. Just, wow. Dominated. Dominated. They were the best team. So, yeah. Mm. Okay. And finally, because. And, before- and, and so, Diana Peñuela yeah. finished 31st. Okay. In the so, general classification, 21 minutes and 45 seconds. But she was working there for people. I mean, she wasn't the the leading lady. I think the leading lady was Katie Hall. Oh. She's an awesome climber too. So. Wait, that's not a term. Leading lady? That's like Julia Roberts in a movie or Kristen Dunst. Oh, excuse me. Kristen the Dunst. leader of the team. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, team I'm leader. So I'm so sexy. Because that would sorry, mean sorry, that Nairo Quintana is the leading man. And I mean, he has the looks to be a leading man. <laughs> I will say, I will say that he's a leading man, but yeah. you know, this is just lost in translation. You know, like call it yeah. barriers. That's it. I don't mean to offend anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesenia, Yesenia Meneses was also there, and she came in thirty fourth. Yeah, and Rocío was there too. So, oh, you know what? I, yeah, Rocio Rocio Parra, I was yeah, in Medellín. What? I saw that bike that they promised her. Oh, really? Uh, see, now we're taking a really weird sidebar comment. But when she did really well at the World Championships, the Colombian Federation uh, promised her a bike. And then they kind of recanted the offer. And then they were shamed into having to give it to her. And they kept promising, promising. Finally, they gave it to her. And I saw it in a bike shop for sale. She just gave it to the bike shop and they were selling it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's a really nice bike. And he's like, well, do you know who that belongs to? And I was like, oh, no, it's a focus. Wait, is it what I think it is? And they're like, yeah, that's her bike. Wow. wow. Yeah, okay. sorry. Okay. So, no, the last race was done in the Netherlands. And ha, here I go. Bravo okay. Bank 7, Doppen Omloop Alburg. Oh, man. That Dor- was like my best pronunciation yes. ever. Don't make me repeat it. No, it's not going it's to happen Dorpen. again. It's Dorpen Omloop. There you go. Ad-pro- and then how you pronounce Alburg? Uh, Alburg? Alburg. Yeah. Okay. That race. Hamburg. And uh, Marianne Vos won it. And guess who was in that peloton? Do you remember the Sirayas? Yes, of course. They were in there. Sirayas are dream catching in Europe now. This and they thing. were invited to the Giro d'Italia. Yes, the Giro, the Giro, the Giro Rosa. Wait, yes, so I'm very happy for them. <laughs> it's an old Native American team. They are dream in Europe. Yeah. Klaus, oh, you weren't in that podcast. Oh, Klaus, we need to explain to Klaus where this is coming from. Yeah, okay. The podcast you weren't in, we talked about a team from Argentina named Sirayas de San Luis. And their uniform, their kit is like ridiculously insane. And it looks, and then the way that Mike described it was like, 
a dream catcher situation. A hippie, a hippie dream catcher situation. Situation. Oh yeah. So anyway, yeah, I saw that they got their uh, the invite. I that was very very happy to see that. Uh, very good. So people, if you are in Belgium or in the Netherlands, apparently they are racing there. So keep an eye open to see that uh, kit. You will not miss it. Yeah. It was like it will be. And uh, finally, all I have to say is that on May 19, that means this Thursday, the World Tour comes to America with the Tour of California. And I'm looking forward to it, especially because we are going to have Colombians in it. But this should be fun. Are you going? No. Why but not? Look, because I live you have in the other coast and I have, yeah, and I, I'm not free at that point to go. <laughs> I may go to Colombia instead, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that you find time for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got, are you guys going? Today in our class, are you guys going? No, 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 no. I, don't, I freaking hate that race. Oh, that's um, right. I, you, could go hate, you could go hate, spectate. Hate, hate, hate. I actually, Uh, yeah, no, I I did an interview with uh, two people that will be doing the Tour of California from uh, Rally Cycling. I don't want to say who they are though, because, well, whatever, it's for manual for speed, but one is from the men's team and one is from the women's team. Cool. And there are some really funny questions in there. I'll just say that. Oh, I think I know what one of the questions is. Something that everybody's always wondered their whole lives about pros. No. Right, Klaus? Oh, that's not Oh, right. about the farting? Yeah. Oh, no, that, that one I did ask already. That one's going to come out. Like, if, yeah, okay. if you pretend that when you fart, it's like a rocket that makes you go fast during a race. Yeah. <laughs> no, Every but- time. Since I was a little kid, I was watching professional cycling. I thought, I wonder if they, like, fart and they go, wee, like, they go a little bit faster. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I did ask, I can tell you this, I did ask if the Tour of California does really feel like the fourth Grand Tour. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll see. I just said basically like, hey, Phil Liggett calls this the fourth Grand Tour. So is it a fourth Grand Tour? Please tell me what you think. So wait for that one. I'll let you know next time, but it's going to be up on Manor for Speed. That's very nice. Um... And that's all I got. And that's all I got. Okay. Okay. Natalia's done. Now. uh, With the ladies, though. Can I say why I was upset with the four days of the... Because it's not four days. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I wasn't... I mean, I I stopped watching after the fourth stage. Like, you say four, I'm giving you four. I'm not watching the fifth one. That's all. It's like when you buy cheese and instead you realize it's cheese product. Yes, exactly. People should start paying attention to that because you're not, a lot of people don't even realize they're not buying cheese. Also, what about the three days of the panic? They are three days. There's four stages, but there's three days. Yeah. No, How no, these days of Dunkirk five, are there? Days. five days. Five, five days. days. And five they're not days. even in Dunkirk. This seems anymore. like a, so like an easy fix. Yeah, it I seems like an easy fix. You just change the name of the race. Yeah. I stopped watching on stage four, and I think Cocard. protest. Brian Cocard was winning. That's it. I don't know if the guy lost it in the last stage. In my book, Brian Cocard won that thing because he was leading at day four. That's when he was supposed to win. And so I'm telling you, some cycling racers just just try to mess with me. No fair. No fair. 
Um, well, let me see. Actually, let me look. The last uh, stage was uh, Kenny the Highest won it. Uh, it was a, a sprint finish. So Brian Cocard won the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So, that's- see, there you go. Actually, it's the, it's the four days because after the fourth day, they declare the winner. They just have an extra day there just for the hell of it. They call it the Natalia okay. stage. The Natalia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They just the signs and they're like, if you're seeing this, you want a million dollars. Oh, you're not seeing it too bad. Um, Leonardo Duque finished 13th okay. in that stage. Look yeah, he's, he's still sprinting at age 49. Uh, that's an exaggeration. He's now French. Right. Maybe he'll ride for the French team. I know. He's not going to, but he could. All right. Um, Giro d'Italia. I have, uh, let me just remind you guys that uh, Natalia said that Hart Uran had Nibali. Klaus said Uran Nibali. Mike said Nibali Nibali. And I said Uran Landa. I think you guys have a pretty good chance of still making, I think Nibali for the three of you guys looks pretty good. I think Landa is, I might as well just throw my boat away and just, because he's not. He lost your book. What if you guys saw the stage today? What about that searing attack from Nibali that lasted eight, seven seconds? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. He took the race I by saw the that horns. And then the I, horns. You know, they say they say you can't really uh win the Giro this stage, but you can lose it. As soon as I saw him take off, I was like, Oh, he's gonna win the Giro this stage. But no, <laughs> he didn't. Now, uh, you know, since you bring that up actually, it's it's I'm gonna try not to get too um to maybe, I don't know, to read too much into things, but I thought it was kind of weird how Fuglsang had attacked, right? I mean, Nibali attacked, whatever. Then Fuglsang attacked, and then whatever, Pots of Evil came with him, and whatever, eventually Dumoulin got there. If you're writing for Vincenzo Nibali, wouldn't you just be like, all right, guys, now you carry me because I can't pull because my leader's back there, and then... If we make it, then I'll take the stage because I'm sitting back here. But he didn't do that. Fuglsang started pulling. So if he's there in order to help Nibali bridge up, then he did a terrible job because he was getting farther and farther away from Nibali. If he was there as like, uh, look at me, come out and attack, then they didn't. So then he should have just sat back. But this is Donna at the Giro. They're going to have yeah. seven guys in the top ten anyway. I know, but if you're Vincenzo Nibali, aren't you like irate that this yes. Jagoff basically grabbed Tom Dumoulin and put it in his pocket and then carried him to the freaking finish line? I think he was. At the end, I, I read some commentary when he was complaining about bad tactics being dictated from the car. So, I mean, I think that he's always going to complain about stuff like that, especially after such an amazing attack that he had. But, <laughs> no, I mean, he basically grabbed... Zacharin, Pozo Vivo, uh, I don't remember. I think that's, that was it. Yeah, right? Zacharin, Pozo Vivo, and Dumoulin. And just brought him up. He just kept pulling on that group. And then bring him in like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The only good thing, I guess, you can, like, if, if, if Nibali goes up to Fuguksan, it's like, what the hell are you thinking? Fuguksan can always be like, well, I wanted to be second so that I could take the the extra bonus seconds away from Dumoulin. That's the only thing that I can think of that Fuglsang can say. It's ridiculous. If it was anything last, like last year, there's going to be so many Astana guys that are so strong that they're just going to be doing that all over the place. Because wasn't it, actually, wasn't it, who the hell? 
Jesus. Land. Last year was it wasn't like Aru and Landa. Aru like Landa. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. yeah, and now Sky signed Landa, and look at what's happening. I mean, mm. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I'm really disappointed with Landa so far. But I'm also actually kind of disappointed with Rigoberto Urán. I know that he's still up there. It's not like he's like completely. I think he's 11th right now uh, in the in the general classification. So it's not. I mean, it's not bad. I think but he's going to have to ride into his form because not that today was an obvious day where there would be huge attacks in the GC or anything, but he was in the back of the group the whole time. And I don't think strategically. Exactly. I think he was just kind of not just barely hanging on, but that's kind of where he is right now. I agree with you. I I was very happy to see that you know he ended up actually eighth. Yeah. In the the stage, not too bad. Right behind Chavez, I mean, he lost, you know, some time to um, to Chavez, to Posovivo, to well. And, and there you go. I mean, strategically, for example, I know Esteban Chavez always has trouble in the third week. Who knows where this is all going? But he had the legs to say, "Hey, let me just sprint and see if I can get a couple seconds." And he did. Yeah, no, and he did. He did actually. And, and Uran actually took seconds, uh, a couple of seconds from Valverde as well. So I, I, I'm not saying that Uran is in in, in in a bad place. It's just he hasn't impressed me yet. And um, I don't know for what it's worth that. And then and then a question for Natalia. Natalia, mm-hmm. since you're a lady, who do you think is better looking, Tom Dumoulin or Marcel Kiko? Oof. I will go with Drago. I will go with Drago. Really? Here to Drago. Yeah. Did, did you say Woof? I must break you. Yeah. <laughs> did you say Woof because it's a tough choice? No, because I don't like any of them. So, yeah, no, I don't like I have, a, yeah. I have a question for Mike. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mike, yeah. because you're a yeah. man, <laughs> have you noticed how Sean Kelly will not speak unless he is spoken to? Yeah, I did. You know what? It's funny you say that. I did notice that. It has to be exactly specifically directed to I him. Addressed to him. Clear. I'm joking. Yeah. Really, this is not directed to Mike. But so don't answer again, Mike. <laughs> no, I mean I'm just joking. I really noticed that he would in his contract. He must be like, I will not initiate conversations. They're like, that was amazing, wasn't it, Sean? Uh, wow. Yeah. So you know he has a chance to go for a few seconds here, Sean. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, no, no. I think that even before uh, Rob Hatch started doing more and more and more stuff with them, the past two guys, Harmon and what's his name, the King of Clowns, um, they they both did it a lot. But I think that that is them being actually really good at their jobs and realizing that some people need to be prompted like that. Oh, no, I I believe it. I think he's like a Furby that ran out of batteries. He just sits there like the eyes just kind of close and glaze over. And then you kind of have to kick him, and he's just like, whoa, whoa. like, like the, uh, like the Hall of Presidents at the at Disney World, where they just like, whoa. There's, there's definitely a formula to all of that color commentary stuff because usually they will, they'll pass it over to the color guy. The color guy will repeat the first few words of what the guy just said. Yes. To to reinforce it and then take it in whatever direction he's supposed to go in. I mean, not. But that. I I will say one thing. I will say one thing about Rob Hatch. Um, Rob Hatch is very good at rider ID 
And and it might be because he has mm. a producer in his ear. It might be because he's watching it in HD. It might be because he's got a really good start list in front of him. But he rarely gets stuff wrong. He, it's because he can tell what the dudes look like. It's, yeah. It's a yeah. serious, well, serious and that's nerd. That, I was thinking you should be that good. Ideally, you'd have a spotter like you do in the NFL. But for example, there's video... And some people have really unique styles, obviously, but I can tell Rigoberto Duran from pretty far away. Fabio Duarte, when he was racing in Europe, you could spot from a mile away. So that's good that he's that good. But, man, in terms of color commentary, not that Phil Liggett and Paul Sherwin are any measure of what things should be like. We know that. But I think you could watch that. You could watch them or listen to them and be like, wait, which one's the color guy? I'm not completely sure. But meanwhile, Sean Kelly will not speak unless spoken to. Never, 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 never. You have to ask I'll him take a question. That. I'll take it over anybody else. I'll take that duo over pretty much anybody else. Yeah. It's not necessarily because it, 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 it makes the race go by better or because I'm getting it's just the information that I'm getting from Rob Hatch is usually dead on. That dude from the top of his head, I mean, pay attention next next uh, stage that you watch with him. Off the top of his head, he'll be like, Oh, last year, this guy and this guy won, I think. And then the next day, tomorrow's stage has this climb, which if you remember in 1975, I mean, it's ridiculous. And it's not, there's no way that he has that stuff written down because it, it, it's all very casual. and just You kind know of who's even up. better? Go-Go. So, uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Tata Gogolski. No, so, um, I mean, you know, I mean, it's no secret that I actually like – Rob Hatch quite a bit, and I love that he pronounces the names right. Right, I like that he. he I mean, he sees a guy and he knows exactly who he is, just by their nose. Um, he also pays attention to Twitter, and he will mention Twitter. He's mentioned, he's mentioned me, you. He's mentioned like <laughs> a handful of times. So, so here's a question: How often do you tweet at him to get mentioned? Like, does he mention you every other time, or is it like one out of every fifty? Like, are you kind of stalking him? Um, he's sliding. He's sliding into his DMs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I actually tweet at him maybe twice per tour, per grand tour. Have you already used up one of those? I I tweeted at him today. Um, he said something about I can't remember. I, mean, I try to throw. I try to throw hashtag home of cycling I on ridiculous that. tweets and see if they'll. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it was. I think he said something about Peter Sagan, and I said something about it or something. I can't really remember. But I, that's the, out of all the tweets that he has read on the air of mine, the the one that I was very proud that he read. He said something about like. Um, Peter Sagan is this guy, it seems like he's, he's young, he's crazy, he doesn't care. He has this attitude of, like, I'm better than you. And that's, what, that's why so many people like him. And then, like, 30 seconds later, he's like, well, Skull Crusher over here says that maybe that's why most people, that's why that's some people don't like him. <laughs> but I think most people do like him. I know, but so, we already talked about this. Most people like McDonald's. That doesn't mean that it's any good. Peter Sagan, if you are listening to us, you should sponsor this podcast. It, oh, it yeah. is amazing how you get to be mentioned every time, free, free, even uh, if you're not racing. Free it is just He's racing it mountain is. bikes. Yeah, he is yeah. racing mountain bikes. Well, actually, no, he's probably already in California for the Tour of California. No? All right. He has to come and defend his title. Oh, is oh, he yeah. doing it's, it? I didn't know if he was. 
Yeah, I didn't even know that he was. The By the way, last year. he's doing it on a mountain bike. He did something at the Tour of California last year. That he did something. What? Uh, he, well, he won it. Which everything he, he aside from what he's done, the way he won the Tour of California last year was pretty astonishing. But was that before or after he harassed women at every hotel that he was at? Interesting. You should mention. Oh, I thought you were going to say his podium stuff. So uh, the kid, he's now with Cannondale, who was with the Hincapi development team. Tom's with an S. Mm-hmm. Tom with an S, like uh, the shoes. Tom Skugins, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But he's on the okay. podium, and Peter Sagan is behind him and gave him bunny ears. <laughs> As he's about to get, I guess, a jersey. I don't know if you want to stage. I forget now. That's but, totally acceptable. That's Mad Magazine level hilarity. That's great. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. You're like... You're a super high-level world tour guy, and the other one is from a development, like pretty Even much better. almost amateur team. And you're like taking a dump on his one moment of fame. You know what I mean? No, I think it's fine. It's okay, bro. What is, what is he gonna do? Cry like a little bitch? <laughs> Mike said that it was like Mad Magazine. I think it's like Cracked Magazine level, <laughs> like the poor Not man's Mad Magazine. Is it? Is that even a magazine? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it was the it was like the poor man's Mad Magazine. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. It's like okay. the janitor at Mad Magazine went on to start. I'm sure I'll be correct. People are like, it was one of the best illustrators from Mad. Whatever. <laughs> All I know is that when I was a kid, I had a bunch of issues of Mad Magazine, not a single cracked. Yeah, All I know is all have- the jokes about Mad Magazine, like I now think about it, and they were all took place in a they were like about bordering on like uh, like a swingers party at a Swiss chalet or something. All these kind of like adult themes that I didn't understand and about American movies that I had never seen. So I, <laughs> I totally didn't yeah. get that magazine. It helps you grow up. Like, yes. Yeah, I was reading Condorito, which is like the Colombian Mad Magazine. <laughs> Mike, it's about a guy who has the head of a bird whose best friend has the head of an egg. His head... <laughs> His best friend is called Boiled Egg. Come on. Yeah, yeah it is. It it's is. absolutely true. It's just, it's just the, what happens to is this dude who's like poor and uh, he has the head of a condor. And uh, his best friend, yeah, he's, he's, he has, it's like a regular dude with the head of a, with, his head is an, a hard boiled egg. <laughs> and then their other friend has a mustache and a hat. That's it. And then he has a wow. son and a girlfriend and whatever. And it's just like, just silly, like, it's kind of like Mad Magazine. Those were they're like, some of them are three or four spreads long. Some of the stories, some of the jokes are just like half a page. And some about of 20% like, of them are kind of racist. <laughs> yes. Cocaine's, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Condorito. Yeah, that's funny. Sorry. Uh, uh, that's good. I think I'm going to use a Condorito image for the... For the image for the no, part, for, this, for this episode, <laughs> you should you should. Condorito by the way, um, if any. By the way, well, I guess if you follow Spanish speakers, I've noticed that a lot of people from Colombia. So, Mike, uh, a lot of the jokes in this magazine, like something hilarious, crazy happens, and the person who is the bystander is so blown away by what just happened that they fall backwards, and the words plop come up because they're just like what Woo! that was crazy 
crazy. This is so funny. I cannot sit still. I so the guy, I see a picture of it here. It looks like a turtle. Is that the condor? He's <laughs> no, a condor. <laughs> Wait, oh how, why did you do a search for? Cond- Condorito magazine. Yeah, Condorito. He's not a turtle. That's a beak. Man. <laughs> Condorito. I mean, Condor, Condorito, Mike. Come on. Don't call him a turtle. I just... It's not it Tortuguito, like it's Condorito. Yeah, I like it though. It's very, I like the colors. It's really, it's really, oh, it's, oh, dude, yeah, it's all like he's, um, yeah, he's from Chile originally, uh, the, the, the writer. And, uh, but it's like in Latin America, everybody knows it. But so when my dad used to go to uh, Argentina or Chile, he used to come back with a stack of them for us. It was the best. But so- I just did a search for Condorito, and there is a drawing of Condorito on the toilets. Like going, <laughs> and a little thing out of the toilet goes plop. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the the best way to use plop is if, for example, I won't name whatever. Pick your team, whatever. In a mountain stage in a grand tour, the entire team is just pulling the whole time. They're going so fast, and then you come in one, two, three. Like you just look at it and you just go plop. <laughs> no, the best way to use it is when somebody tells a joke and it's just so not funny, like something I would do, where you're like, oh my God, ah, ha, 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 ha. and then as soon as the, instead of going cricket, somebody goes, plop. Mm. Yeah, like a total that, that's a powerful plop. one. I've just, I've seen a lot of references to plop in disbelief in cycling from Spanish speakers on social media who use it as a way of like, oh, yay, this is a hilarious joke. Like Astana last year at the Giro, that was plop. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I just found another pretty funny image. You know those like lists, the top 10 worst movies of all times, they will leave you speechless or whatever. There's five, there's, there's one of these lists is like five curiosities about Condorito that are going to leave you plop. So there you go, Mike. The, now you know. Whenever you see something amazing that borders on funny because it's ridiculous, just you can give it a good old plop. I'm going to use it. Plop. <laughs> Whoa, there's people here dressed up as Condorito. Hell yeah. Tortuguita. Okay, coming back to the Giro. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, back to the Giro. Um, I, um... Oh, did you guys notice on today's stage they had a dreamy cam? Yes. Uh, yeah. What was that? I think it was just a dirty lens, but it was amazing. It no, was, it was like every time I went to that camera, I just could hear yeah. like a piano music. Like it was like, oh, they're falling in love. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Barbara Walters like lens with like Vaseline on it to make it. When I, yeah, when I first when I first saw it, I wasn't really paying that much attention. So I thought they it was something they were doing to show that what they were showing you was in the past. I thought they were showing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what 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 is what race is this? And I was like, this is this race. What is going on? They made a vignette out of it and then made it like a sepia color tone. Yeah. You were like, oh, some Jacques Anquetil uh, footage here. <laughs> Ted Turner colorized this 1968 image oh, footage the of the horror. And they CGI helmets on them. Oh, my God. And he got the Villiers kit right. What the hell I is know. going on? Why is Falsico be wearing a helmet? Oh, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the humanity. Yeah, I just, I was like, wow, yeah, dreamy filter. 
Um, I would like to discuss before I forget, because I will. Um, what is the uh, mascot for the NL Energy Company? That's the sponsor. It looks like a giant inflated inflatable light bulb. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? No. Does he have a name? I don't know. I didn't. I haven't done any research. I just thought of it today when I was watching it. And I was like, if that, if that thing broke loose, it would be like Ghostbusters. Like it would just kind of go. It just yeah. looks, it has this ominous looking Wait, inflated light bulb with a wow. face. Wait, did they did they change the Wolfie? Wolfie something? The little the little plushie? I don't know. Like the last the oh. last year, I think they had a like Wolfie something was the oh, mascot, it, if oh, I, I remember correctly. No. Yeah, they still have it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, like the the company that sponsors them, the energy company or whatever, their sponsors. He has jersey. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny that Mike tweeted something like, oh, "We gotta get this thing in the new in the next. Why can't they get it in the new Ghostbusters?" Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they're they're waiting for a good movie to come out to put it in. <laughs> that Ghostbusters movie is gonna be a freaking disaster. Terrible. Well, in the stage today, well, did you notice that they have like race leader chasing group Peloton, and it says the percentage in how steep the part is that they're in. Yeah. There's a couple of other like little facts here and there, like little graphics that I've, that I've noticed that are pretty cool. That was kind of cool. Cause you could see like, okay, so it is impressive that these guys are attacking because the other guys in a steeper part. So, or you could kind of realize they're like, Oh no, it is impressive how hard they're going. Cause it's really steep. And the other guy was going slower when, it, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. It added <laughs> a little something to it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I'm glad that they still haven't gotten to like the ridiculous, stupid graphics that nobody needs. But even the ones that show like the whole team, whole thing comes out, but like they have little profiles from the guys, and there's a like a video of them like looking tough, like an NFL player, and then like their stats come out. I, I don't think that's necessarily that bad. I mean, it adds a little bit of yeah. What if sounds. it was like the NFL, like Vincenzo Nibali, South Florida State University? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They did the one that they showed today. I think it was from Tim Wellens, and they, you know, like they show information. Uh, and one of the lines said, "Favorite sport, cycling." cycling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, professional cyclists yeah. are deep, deep, deep people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tim Wellens's favorite band was Oasis. So oh, very Tim yeah, Wellens, actually, the Ohio State University. University. I'm very. <laughs> I, I started like rooting against him, Wellens, when I saw that he likes Oasis. Like, oh, Jesus, did you God. see that he climbs in like a TT position? Mind you, at that point yeah. it was only like four or five percent, but I that's pretty amazing. I thought it was funny that after the stage, everybody was like, "Oh, he's such a good tactician, and he's so good on the bike. He just he's a smart right." And I'm like, really. Every time I've seen him, he attacks completely out of nowhere, and it leads no fucking where. It like so it's. Is that really what you, I mean, is that what a smart rider does? Like, oh, it's 8K to go. I'm going to attack. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to attack when it's 6K to go. The day after I'm going to attack when it's 3K. He just attacks randomly and he never wins. So when he finally wins, oh, he's so smart. He's a really smart. I don't don't think he's that smart. That's just me. He owns a bike shop. He's (laughs) super smart. What are you saying? (laughs) I'm not saying. You graduated from Ohio State University. (laughs) <laughs> from, from the Ohio State University. Oh, man. The Ohio State University. Why are you taking, why, why are you bashing Ohio State University? I'm Please not. I, no, 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 no. I okay. just always find it funny that when people go to Ohio State, and especially football players, they always pause after saying the 
Ohio, Ohio State. State. And if you say Ohio State, oh. very upset. Yeah, but I mean, what's who was who is it that uh, is it the U is University of Miami? Is it? Yeah. With the U, where they were like blah 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 blah. The U, and I'm like the U. That's not even the name of a university. I know, and that's how they always Man. say it. The U. I guess screw you, buddy. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> and all Wait, European what? listeners are wondering what we're talking about. It doesn't really Yeah, screw me you. included. Yeah. But oh, Natalia, okay. did you go yeah. to OSU? Is that what you're saying, that? No, 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 no. I went to Penn State. Oh, oh, oh that's where they... boy, paternal. Yeah, no, where... no, no, that's no. Where they not there. From... We are not going there. We are not going there. No, no. No, no, no. They don't. Oh, no. Oh, we're going there. No, 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 no. No. Uh oh. She's sensitive about Joe Pop people. Oh, boy. About okay. uh, Joe, what? <laughs> you went to Penn Joe State pa. and you don't know that's his nickname? Was? Joe Pa. Joe Pa. Joe Pa? Yeah. But that's no, a... Joe Puppy. Jeez. <laughs> no. Uh, did, he, did, they, did he make the boys call him that? Or, or no? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't. Look, I'm not a big college football fan, and that's the only thing that I knew about Paterno, and this, and the reason why this whole mess was so shocking to me is because with the wife, they had this... Uh, Little boys. Professor, professor, chair, you know, like they give money to the school. And it was a uh, child seat, they it had wasn't a chair. This professor, chair, it had a in the seat. English... No, no, no. The English, the English department. So they were like sponsoring the salary of these professors in the English department. And they also put a ton of money to build the library. So that's, you know, like, that's when I saw, and of course I'm a nerd and I love people that gives money to pay professor salaries in English. And uh, also <laughs> when they, when they put money for a library, you know, like, okay. So I, I kind of I like the guy, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the only thing is that I don't have enough information and I don't know no, no, no. or whatever to be able to say okay. this or that. Like the Justice like, Department no, no, no. had enough information. I'm not jumping in that bag on <laughs> the Justice Department. I also don't have any any information about it either. I, and I also know that it wasn't Joe Paterno that was accused of doing it either. It was that other. Sandusky. Sandusky. It was Sandusky. So whichever way I love. Leave it people. to a cycling uh, podcast to discuss that four <laughs> years after it happened. Four years after the, the fact. but I know. <laughs> well, whatever way. I just like that Penn people are just, uh, Penn State people are so like, <gasps> in the moment you're like, oh, is that where they rape little boys? They just go Shit. I love it. What are you talking about? We bring up House of Pain uh, being from Boston to Mike. Mike, (laughs) He gets really sensitive. Mike's little Irish head explodes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Plop. There you go, Mike. Very good. Very good. Honorary Latin American. Mike is gay. Latin Americanized. <laughs> oh my God, that is awesome. Um, all right. Um, is there anything else about the Giro that you guys want to talk about? I mean, I, we only discussed stage six, which happened earlier today. But in reality, before that, was there anything really worth mentioning? I mean, it pretty much went the way that I kind of sort of saw it coming, which is why I did decent with my fantasy team. I do want to say something, but it's also about today's stage. I'm sorry. But no, it's fine. So this, Tim Wellens raising his bike after winning is now the second time this year that someone has done that. I'm forgetting who else did it. 
Oh, getting off the bike and celebrating? Yeah, who was? And holding up the bike, which is like a genius yeah. move for a sponsor, except that Tim Wellens held it over his bike and there's no Ridley logo in under the down tube. <laughs> dum, there, dum. there actually is. There is a logo. I, no, I noticed it today. There's really? Ridley, yes. Because I saw the Here, pictures so, and it was just black. Did you see contrast that with uh, Ulysses' win the other day where he got off his bike so fast yeah. <laughs> and was just walking all over the place looking for f- friends and family, I think. And there was a guy desperately behind him with his bike trying to, like, keep it yes. at least nearby. And he was just, like, hey, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. And I was like, I wonder what Marita thinks about this because the bike is nowhere in any of this. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who it was that did it earlier this season, class. I totally remember it, though. Yeah, but, but- that other person thing. and people did it before and actually bike racing do it but now it's getting to road bikes which is i think for sponsors i'm sure they like it no I, i'm yeah. sure they love it but whoever did it before this season did it they got off the bike before they actually crossed the line with their bikes yes. holding the bike the was it? it was just recent with, but I, know, I can't remember then i think rules are going to have to be instituted how, just like how you have to straighten your zipper and like your jersey Mm-hmm. Make sure mm-hmm. that you're in the right combination. So big, small, with the <laughs> valve stems at you know six o'clock when you hold I'm up. I'm gonna the tell bike. you something though. Drive side to the camera. <laughs> yeah, drive side to the camera. Oh my God, please! Not we don't want to see the butthole of the bike. I would. Uh, <laughs> I would say that if I'm a director sportif and one of my guys does that, like before he crosses the line. Oh no, no, no! I would take him out of the race. Absolutely, right then and there. It was like, all right, here's your ticket. Pack your shit. You're you're out of this race. What? Why? I totally would, because I I think it's completely asinine and disrespectful to the race, disrespectful to the team. I think it's a stupid thing to do. Cross the line and then do whatever you want. Like how Cancellara ate it at the velodrome, but after crossing. Exactly. If you're gonna eat it at the velodrome. Do it after you cross the line. What if it's just it's just a matter of time before somebody does that, lifts the bike, and somebody goes whizzing by? And, and <laughs> that'd be awesome. Oh, but that that'd happens awesome. when people start that'd to celebrate awesome. early anyway. I think there should be no celebrations. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you, but anyway. I, I have a question I would, for you guys. Yeah. Did you like the starting in the Netherlands? You heard about Japan, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. But no, 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 I'm just asking. What are your opinions on the Giro it Italia do not starting in Italia? It doesn't do exactly. It doesn't do anything for me. Some people may think like that. Oh, you're the dumbass for saying this. But if you really think about it, you realize that I'm the smart one and you're the dumbass. It doesn't really matter to me where they are. It it, the, the first three, four, five days of a Grand Tour. I don't care if they're in Italy or if they're in Tokyo. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. I don't give a shit. So make it easy for, easier for everybody and just stay in Italy. Yeah, it puts a rest day really early in the race. The rest day yeah, actually, sucks. I failed to realize that because going into Monday, I was like, oh, okay, let me see tomorrow's stage. Oh, tomorrow's stage is them on a plane. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, and, and the fact that they're even – they were thinking about D.C. a couple of years ago – was preposterous. The thing that, that, that Japan is even in the conversation, people that even are thinking about that should be shot in the head. Well, you can but tell what the, Grand Tour the needs more money, the not Tour sh- or the Giro. Listen, not shot in the brain, as in, not shot like dead, but shot in the head somewhere where they're going to have to like suffer and bleed to death. What? Just a little. I, 
just yeah instead of just shooting people that the people that think that japan is a good idea instead of just being shot in the head like boom not should the be shot going there but the think that japan is a good idea period <laughs> the japan is a good idea as a country yes those people now um i mean i don't know how much the, the how long the flight would be from like let's say rome to tokyo but um Not an sure. educated guess is 10 hours um that would have to have that would have to be two two rest days and then not to mention okay let's say that uh yeah you have a time trial okay so that means that you have to bring another 15 to 20 bikes and then i it's expensive it's ridiculous it's not even about the length of the flight it it really is just about um time change and jet lag that's all i mean jet lag I mean, Plus, I'm a bad I mean, example because I suffer from jet lag. Uh, jet lag, suffer is a strong word, but you know, I experience it. Some people are lucky enough not to get it at all. Yeah, I, I but I'm it. like wrecked for a couple of days, and I'm my job isn't like riding a bike for like six hours. <laughs> it's only riding for four, but you know, <laughs> uh, you're a tiny little pro. Yeah, I'm a I'm a small time pro. <laughs> so that's the thing. That's why it's ridiculous. I, it, I mean, don't get me wrong, though. If they say oh, we're starting in Japan in 2018, I'll be like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch the shit out of that. But the moment that any of the writers complains, I'll be right there with them. I mean, it's, I think it's just they'll go on strike. They won't even complain. They I, just won't go. I agree with you. And I would hope that they would do that. Teams would oh say, my God, like, Sorry. wait, what if they make them go to Japan with disc breaks only? <laughs> <laughs> The writers' union would just do a big old plop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Well, we talked the shit out of one stage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing else, really. Writer Hezhidal oh. lost a bunch of time. That's important. Uh, Those seconds uh, don't count. Those seconds are not important. Because Writer Hezhidal is going to win. You know, out. Yeah, exactly. Writer Hezhidal, we all know, is going to win. So... Um, is there anything else that you guys want to say about the Giro or anything else before I we think, actually play the, the Michael Mike thing? That if Rigoberto Duran doesn't do well in this tour and anything should happen to him in the next year or so, the police should talk to Jonathan Vodders. Because I think at this point, Jonathan Vodders, the remaining hair he has left, he's going to be pulling it out <laughs> if this team doesn't do something. <laughs> I mean, if Rigoberto Duran should get a hangnail, I want a full investigation. Okay. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yes. Don't jinx him. Don't jinx him. Never, never. We don't talk about Duran. We, no. we don't talk about Duran. Which, by <laughs> the way, I, I made the mistake of calling him Rigo to his girlfriend, and she was like, Ooh. ugh, that's not his name. Why do you call him that? And I'm like, I don't. Because I'm an idiot. That's, I don't. When you uh, accost like me people, with having done something stupid, what do you want me to answer? You think that's really stupid? Because I, I'm an idiot. Then I don't know. It's like when people call me Dan in front of my mom. She gets angry. If I wanted him to be called Dan, I would have named him Dan. His name is Daniel. All my friends would be like, "Okay, and sorry, crazy really lady." <laughs> I'm siding with your mom. I'm siding with your mom. That's because you have a name like Natalia. That's like a nice name. It's just easy. 
Daniel, so I hate my name. I hate it. 90% of people that know my brother would be like, I didn't even know his name was Danny. I, I've never called him that. I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's because most people that know me don't even know my name. Aww. I'm, I'm easy to forget. Tear. Adorable. Adorable. <laughs> uh, did it bother you that I, that I referred to you, uh, to your piece as adorable, Natalia? No, not at all. Not oh, at all. I was, was actually waiting to be asked. Yeah, yeah, no, I was waiting to be asked how I was at the beginning of the podcast to be able to say adorable. Um, but I didn't get my chance, damn it. So, oh, anyway. Sorry. Well, you got to tell me things like this. So, so. Yeah, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I don't mind it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for today's episode, <laughs> but it was all Mike's fault. Yeah. What? And we didn't even <laughs> talk about Hincapian Potato. Shoot. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Klaus. Hey, basically, tell the story. Say your thoughts. Mike, you have an opinion. I don't know. Topics. I think if they ever make a movie about it, it would be called Lost in Translation. Because my biggest question is, what language were they speaking? Because I'm here to tell you, as a native speaker of the Spanish language, George Incapié, Incapi, whatever, <laughs> doesn't really speak Spanish. His brother does. George barely speaks Spanish. Oscar Pedro, mm. I don't think, speaks English. He's from Spain. Of course he doesn't. Maybe they were speaking right. Spanglish. Maybe they were speaking yeah. Italian or whatever. So if anyone doesn't know the news story, <laughs> Oscar Pedro has finally come out and said something that a lot of people had suspected, which is that the Tour de France, the stage that uh, Hincapi won, Hincapi, <laughs> Pedro thought that Hincapi was making an offer to not contest the stage because it was going to be kind of a sprint. He knew Hincapi could sprint. So Hincapi said, hey, 50,000. So Pereiro said, okay, thinking I'll pay that and then I can win the stage. I really want a stage. And then Hincapi from behind sprints and beats him and he couldn't believe his eyes because apparently Hincapi meant I'll pay you. So he paid him and it wasn't even 50,000. It was much less, but he won't say how much. My guess is 5,000. <laughs> So Pedro got like double, I don't want to say Double screwed. Screwed. Yeah. Like, and I'm thinking, is Hank happy? Just like, he went back to the bus and all the dudes are like, dude, that was funny. Just pay him 5,000. That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Or was he literally like, I don't understand. No one knows what's going on. And they were both clueless. I don't know, but it's an amazing story. And I think, yeah, what, see, this is what happens is there, there's no longer an international language before everyone spoke in French and everyone understood <laughs> how to fix a race. Yeah. <laughs> and now no one knows even the right amount. And the fact that Pedro won't even say what the final amount was me, leads me to believe it was embarrassingly low. It was 50,000 Lithuanian dollars. Yeah, which is like 84 <laughs> cents. Exactly. I don't know. So I don't know what I think. I just think it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> I think it's the best. It is. It is the best. Uh, Mike, any comments? No, they should switch to Bitcoin going forward. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You they can should. Venmo money or PayPal. Yeah, Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about Venmo that's hilarious, if you guys use Venmo, is oh, that you, yeah. there's, a, there's like a Venmo feed. You can see your friends, what they're doing. 
and it'll be like Joe paid you know beer money to Jim, and it's like <laughs> you'll be able to see what the hell is going on. It would be hilarious. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. All right, so um, don't go away. We still have the hey Mike. Since it's you, Mike, and Mike go. Can we call it the Mike O Show? Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you three again so very, very much for hanging out today and discussing all kinds of dumb shit. And to everybody out listening, like I said, I apologize. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had fun. We'll probably be back at some point next week to discuss uh, some more Jiro. So you better hope, you better pray that the Jiro gets really, really good because other guys, otherwise we're going to be talking about like South American like comic books from the 1970s again. So, <laughs> I think the podcast should from now on just be about that. Just take like a radical turn. <laughs> kind of like a band like Entombed that started out as a death metal band and they're like, now nah, we change our mind. Yeah, exactly. Like one of those things where just a band just makes a complete – and without even changing their name either. They just yeah. completely make a left turn. And, just like, and oh, now we're about comic books. Okay, so I don't want to say it today because I'm, I'm, I, I always say it. So do you want to say the closing line, uh, Mike? We are out of here. Peace. <laughs> All right, Michael, how are you? Yes. I'm good. You still owe me 10000 Lithuanian dollars. Uh, I'm working on getting I'm working on getting that for you. I apologize. Okay. So I wanted to talk to you today about the Giro, which is probably, I'm going to guess, one of your favorite races to watch. What? It's happening? It's happening. Stage six. Oh, we just watched it. You got to get No, on. I've been watching. All right. So I'm curious to know, and for people who don't follow Maiko, you should follow her on her Tumblr page, which is CaliforniaStreaming.tumblr.com. Um, and it seems to me like you watch the Giro closer than anyone I know. And by that, I mean you follow the absurdities of the race, the absurdities of the Italian teams, all the stuff that we like as fans. I mean, it's great stuff. So I wanted to know, A, how how you follow it, like the technical part. Like you watch the Italian feed, the, the Belgian feed, the, the Eurosport feed. What do you watch? Um, I have a VPN subscription. So like during the classic season, I watch on Sporza. Okay. And during the Giro, I watch Rai and... Um, usually like at the end, after the finish, I also, um, open up a Eurosport stream because Rye goes to commercial and like, I want to watch all the podium stuff. I usually don't like to watch, um, English language feeds because I feel like there's like Sporza and Rye, they make more of an effort to, um, like pronounce the writers' names correctly and know like weird little things about the writers to fill the time. And when you watch on Eurosport or NBC or whatever, it feels like it kind of strips the culture a little bit. So I, I mean, I, I like all the yelling on Rye. <laughs> like there's so much yelling. So and then Rye is famous for. Um... It's after show, the, the Processo alla Tapa. Processo yep. alla Tapa, yeah, which is great. Yeah, Rye basically, like, after the finish, 
like it just segues straight to Processo. They'll have writers, like they're usually Italian writers, but sometimes they'll get, you know, like big name writers like last year, like Tom Bonin showed up and like they were, everyone was totally in awe because he spoke Italian with them. Nice. Yeah, like so far this year, Processo has been kind of, eh, because, well, there hasn't been like a controversy yet. Right. And so they just have Italian dudes just kind of talking about what their goals are and, you know, it's just kind of really basic, not interesting stuff so far. Like dad stuff. Dad stuff, yeah. <laughs> there's no, like, debating. Like, usually if there's, like, a mass crash or, you know, if someone takes a nap in the middle of the spring, <laughs> or something then they'll argue about that and you know that's like the best part of watching Processo yeah it seems to me like some I don't watch it all the time but when I do tune in and it's a it's a it's a pretty active stage or race overall it's it's got like a variety show vibe to it where there's just yeah. like so many guests like they get the most guests people from the past will come on and like debate over something it seems like they just really they really get the heritage of the race and like there's a lot more going on than just what you saw that day and then there's like always the awkwardness of like writers being forced to like interact with each other without like being on bikes right right so like they have to like sit next to each other and make room for each other on the set and stuff like that and this year they have these like sponsor displays of um they have like this tower of bottled water and um also like segafredo is sponsoring the show so they have an uh, espresso machine and you can like get coffee you know people being over caffeinated so we'll see so most people listening may if they stay on eurosport may catch Giro extra i was wondering what your thoughts were on that if you ever catch that oh my god <laughs> Um, I like Fletcher, but oh my God, what the fuck is up with that Ashley house though? I think he's a, I think he's a British robot. He's like an off brand, like Jamie Dornan. Like That's he's true. not as in shape and he's not like as good looking. He's like kind of vaguely like that. And then like he has like a whole bunch of like pastel polo shirts and dockers did you see he's been wearing like nantucket red trousers did you see uh-huh. the one when uh, marcel kittel was on and he offered him his pants what because <laughs> like- it was the day kittel lost pink and ashley house was kind of like oh my pants are pink do you want you you can have these and kittel goes i don't think they're my size did he uh, mean like my legs are too big or did he mean you're too fat fatty fat pants <laughs> I mean, Kittle was standing there in a skin suit, and he was about half the, his waist is about half the size. Oh my god! <laughs> or is that like a Craigslist code or like a grinder code? Like, you can have my pants, Marcel. Wink, wink. <laughs> I think we just renamed the show Grinder Extra. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Ashley House. And I don't know if I'm getting older, but I'm having more difficulty understanding Juan Antonio Fletcher this year. I mean, his English is good, but his accent, sometimes I'm like, what did he just say? I didn't understand any of that. 
like the very first time I turned on Eurosport Extra and, you know, like it was on a pirate stream. So it took a while to come up and I could hear him. And I was like, oh, that's cool that they have a deaf guy as a reporter. And then it was like Juan Antonio Fletcher. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> How else are you following these races? You're, I know you're on Twitter. You don't you have a public Twitter account, which I don't think you use much anymore, but I know you're still on it. Do you is there people that you follow? Um, via that channel or other channels that you're into? I mean, I have a cycling list, yeah. but um, I mean, it's the easiest to just follow like the Giro account and the teams because they tend to just like retweet like writers or anything that's yeah. like significant. Because yeah. like all I'm really looking for are like stupid, weird photos. And right behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems like, like the you know who's really good is Lamprey. Oh yeah. Like Lamprey's um, team doctor has a Twitter account, <laughs> and I think like most of the time they don't really need him, so he just kind of like walks around, you know, the start or the finish, and he's just like going around taking photos, and he'll like go visit other teams and like take pictures, and like he posts all of them like online oh, and nice. it's pretty cool how do you find yeah. how do you His find him handle is garda carlo it's g-u-a-r-d-a-c-a-r-l-o all right that's a good one i'm gonna check that out so you saw that lamprey um diego ulissi celebration video where was that where, like they had prosecco during dinner oh yeah <laughs> See, like, that's the kind of shit that I like. And now with that, it, it's so easy to take video now. And it, so you get a yeah. little you get a little bit more of the experience. Like, I just saw that Sky posted um, Mikel Landa cooling down on his uh, bike. And he looked so miserable. <laughs> like, I love shit like that. Or, you know, they're just like, hey, he's totally like, you know, he rocked the stage and he's cooling down. But then, like, you watch the video and he just looks really depressed. <laughs> It's interesting to see that, to compare that to, like, Sky is such a tightly managed team, especially when it comes to sponsors and stuff, to see yeah. how a, t a rider reacts to that kind of environment versus one where you can just post a video of you spilling champagne all over your phone, like, yeah. a, like a little Wayne Samsung commercial, and then no one cares. It's just like, oh, yeah, just post that up. That's fine. That's cool. All right. And lastly, um, Snapchat. Anyone, anyone in the cycling world, you're worth that you feel is worth following on Snapchat because that's another cool uh, medium that, at least with the video portion, is pretty uh, immediate. Not unless you're a dad. <laughs> Too many cycling dads taking over Snapchat. Yeah, I think I think we're all going to leave now and <laughs> go back to MySpace. No, I mean, like, the Jiro has an official Snapchat, but it's, like, it's horrible. <laughs> it's really bad. They have, like, uh, just, like, this, like, pink screen and it just says like oh marcel kittel won the stage it's like oh thanks because i found out while i was watching the race and i don't really need to like check another place for results you know yeah they need to yeah they get to need to get creative with that i think like you said they need to hire a team, a team yeah to do it. and it's like they have all this access and like, they really don't show anything that you can't see elsewhere. So it's like, well, then maybe you shouldn't do Snapchat and you should just concentrate on 
other things. Or they or they should work with Snapchat and get like their own custom emoji set, so you could have like the frog trophy <laughs> as an emoji. <laughs> Or the T? No, what's the one? The new one that I like. The I don't know what the NL, the energy team, the energy company is. I guess it's a giant light bulb. I don't know what it is. Oh really? It's like an they ice cream. Light... Oh, I it... haven't seen that one because they have Lupo Wolfie. Yep. Who yep. is kind of okay, and then they have Dat Boy. Yeah. We don't even know what it is, but we just call him Dat Boy. It looks like uh, like a Chernobyl Kermit the Frog <laughs> situation. Yeah. It looks like um, a Schleck frog. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully talking to you again before the end of this race, and then and then maybe you can do it afterwards too. Um, but thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. The milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. Oh, 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 oh,